Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day. So you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm joined today by O23 Master Coach, once again, Matt Manns. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate the uh, opportunity here today. Excited for this one. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to dive in. So uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a deep dive into um, the topic of balance, okay? And this is important. Matt and I have been talking about this quite a bit and really dissecting and unpacking what balance really means because it's a word that's used so very often in, in the health and fitness world. We kind of throw it around, but like, what does it really mean? How do we recognize it? How do we recognize when we're in it? How do we recognize when we're not in it? What would, you know, what are the, 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 the feelings and actions that are sort of associated with it and all this stuff? And um, it's a question that Matt and I have been, you know, kind of uh, tangling with uh, for, for a while. And recently we had some, some major breakthroughs and kind of put together this really awesome visual and um, broke it down into these sections that we're going to break down for you today. So basically, you know, whenever we're talking about balance in our system, in our course, which we do quite a bit, um, it's important to understand that this is what we mean. This is what we're talking about when we talk about balance. So, um, again, this is Matt, and um, he has been studying um, balance from a little bit of a different standpoint as he studies um, traditional Chinese medicine. Correct? That's the term that they would use? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah. So for those who don't know, I am very close to finishing my degree in massage therapy. Um, COVID is postponing that a little bit, but for the past year and a half, I've been heavily immersed in a curriculum surrounding, again, traditional Chinese medicine, which is very fundamentally designed around the concepts of balance and specifically yin and yang, which we're going to kind of talk about how, again, when we talk about balance in the course, we really have to understand what balance is and how it behaves, how it operates, not only in ourselves and our lives, but also in nature. And the reason why we include yin and yang in our conversation about balance is because it's very easy to observe nature and to see these concepts and unfold in front of your eyes. Mm. Um, you know, so we're going to talk quite a bit about it, but the reason why we're including yin and yang is because of the simple fact that this is how nature operates and when we can start to tune into this and then also fall in line right a little bit which we talk about kind of getting out of our own way and observing nature and playing our own part in how this big dance you know the we want to dance to the rhythm as opposed mm -hmm. to being a little bit out of harmony um, and and that's the concept we're going to talk about yeah awesome i love how you mentioned the observation of nature also because like we talk about, you know, in, in very thoroughly throughout the course that, you know, we firmly believe that everything that we could ever possibly need to learn as a human on this planet or any animal on this planet um, can be learned by observing 
our natural environment and nature around us. Because um, obviously that's how humans existed for all these years, you know, for every, you know until just the last little blip of human history. Um, that's how we learned anything. And um, that was considered and still is considered by us and, and, and many others, but not everybody, that uh, to be the, you know, ultimate truth and the, the um, eternal, timeless wisdom of nature is, is the kind of the all-knowing truth um so anyway uh so i'm glad you brought that up because you know so everything we're going to talk about here today are things that you can kind of see for yourself and feel for yourself uh in most regards to you know self-assess and understand whether or not you're you're in nature it doesn't have to you don't have to go get any testing done or blood work or you know like if you're in balance you you can feel that you are in balance and we're going to talk about that so um, yeah, so this visual, for the listeners, they can't see the visual, um, although um, be sure to uh, head over to the O23 Academy where you can uh, download a PDF version of the visual um, that will be available uh, in the show notes as well. And um, it would be helpful to at least look at this before, after, or during your, your listen if, if possible, but um, even if you aren't looking at it, it'll still make a lot of sense. So... Um, where do you think we should start, Matt? Well, you know, we want to talk about balance is what we are aiming at as our potential as a human being. You know, it's it's obviously we haven't discovered, you know, what we're truly capable of, um, but we are much more capable in a state of balance. So, you know, when we talk about our North Star and, and really, uh, you know, our highest potential, our highest potential is in a state of harmony and it's in a state of balance. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about these, but physically, mental, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually balanced in each individual dimension of these, but also as the whole balancing as, as the whole is supposed to be balanced. Um, you know, so that's really what we're aiming at. When we're talking about really achieving our highest potential of our human being or human existence. It's, balance is going to get you there Mm. and this is what you should be striving for if you're some type of performance junkie um, somebody who's just seeking knowledge wisdom in any other profession it's really coming down to can you understand balance in you and then applying this understanding of balance to your life and Mm. then when you are then in this state um, which is not necessarily just a state it's more of this rhythm we'll talk about that as well Mm -hmm. but you find there's much less resistance or resistance doesn't necessarily stop you for long. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. you can understand, you know, where you may be experiencing some type of resistance, um, stagnation plateau, and you have the necessarily under the necessary understanding to get yourself back into balance in respect of to, we'll talk about again, these physical, mental, emotional, spiritual dimensions. Um, but then, again now you're increasing just your potential to operate through life got well awesome so and just to be clear too so we're talking about like what physical balance mental balance emotional balance spiritual balance feels like but then what it means to really like be in balance with all four exactly and it's a powerful powerful thing yeah so um yeah so let's um yeah let's unpack it because uh yeah there's there can be some depth here and you know uh, matt and i will do our best to um like we do with um you know, everything that we teach here at O two three is 
uh, like we mentioned earlier, things you could see for yourself and you can feel for yourself, but also, you know, using everyday language and everyday examples. Um, for coaches in our program, you know, some of these concepts we're going to hit on here are, you know, they go beyond what we would necessarily need to be able to explain to a client, um, you know, but that doesn't mean it's not important to have this fundamental understanding and baseline of what these things mean. Even if you may never have par parts of these conversations may never come up with an actual client, um, it's still, uh, you know, the, the, you, we want to have that foundation. So, um, yeah, so let's start. We want to start right with the physical. Yeah, sure. So, you know, a lot of what we encourage our coaches to be are these, this as a multidimensional coach, right, mm -hmm. and a, and a multi-leveled professional. And when we talk about like a multi-leveled professional and a multi-dimensional coach, you're going into these dimensions of a physical potential of somebody that you're working with or yourself, the mental potential of, again, uh, yourself, but also maybe an athlete or a client you're working with, emotional potential and also spiritual potential. So you have to understand that, you know, performance, wellness, it's these levels are congruent in either high performance athletes, very holistically balanced yoga teachers, um, very high performing corporate uh, clients. It's everywhere. And when you can unpack each of these individually, you can then understand each dimension and how it's necessarily supposed to be operating at its highest potential. And then you can piece all those back together in this nice piece mm. of, of a balanced of a balanced whole. And we're gonna talk about like when we talk about holistic lifestyle optimization, you know, we want to be holistic. We want to be whole. We want to be in harmony and we want all of these four individual parts acting again in this nice balanced rhythm so you know when we talk about the first level we'll talk about the physical level you know obviously the body right what the body is physically capable of and for any you know coach out there you can attribute this to someone's kinesthetic iq right so uh, you know a highly professional uh, athlete would have this high kinesthetic iq their ability to move in space is very high and they're solving problems kinesthetically better than most and that that's what makes them athletic right mm -hmm. so kinesthetic mm -hmm. iq is um it's existing in this physical level it's it's existing as the body's potential to move well right mm. so and then we move on into the mental level you know obviously your mental iq would it be expressed as someone's ability to think right so again you're solving problems but you're solving problems mentally not necessarily you know, juking somebody out, out of the way and getting a first down, as we talk about like an athlete would, but more about like a problem in front of you cerebrally mm -hmm. that you can then just dissect, think, and then get to the, the, the desired result as well. Um, so mental IQ. And then emotional IQ would be this high sense of feeling and receiving and giving emotional uh, transfers. So someone who has a high emotional IQ a, they understand and they're aware of their own emotional state, what emotions they may be mm. experiencing, holding onto, um, or, or, and how these emotions may be holding them back in certain ways, but also the emotions of people that they're around in their, in their surrounding environment, you know, at their, at their, uh, in their work, um, at home. Mm. And if you can be very highly emotionally aware and with this high emotional IQ, you have this increased sense of feeling around you. Mm -hmm. um, so feel, when we talk about feeling, it's feeling emotions, not feeling you know, hot and cold, because we'll talk about that as well. Um, and that, that's more sensation physically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're specifically talking about feeling emotions. And again, somebody who has a high emotional IQ 
would have a high sense of feeling emotions. So feeling that would be again an IQ. So then we go into the spiritual level. Someone's spiritual IQ would be expressed as their ability to use intuition and intuiting mm -hmm. and trusting their heart, not necessarily their gut feeling, but their heart's deeper, mm -hmm. deeper understanding and their heart's deeper direction that they're pointing them in. Um, so again, when we talk about each individual IQ, um, we talk about moving as, as high kinesthetic IQ, thinking as high mental IQ, feeling emotions as high emotional IQ, and the ability to use their intuition as high spiritual IQ. Um, and we overlay our four foundational practices. Before, uh, Sorry, man, before yeah. you go in, do you mind if I sure, pause yeah, on those, those yeah, thoughts absolutely. for a second? Um, <laughs> because uh, you're cruising here, and I, I love it. I just wanted to add a couple of little yeah, yeah. things that I was thinking about. Um, yeah, I like how you, you know, when uh, the first thing that jumped to mind for me when you were talking about the mental, I really like how you... Um, distinguish that the the mental iq is is thinking right and it's like our ability to think more than just how much knowledge that we have right and uh, i think for a listener you know it's important to understand the differences there like our ability to think and like you said be presented with a problem and be able to like solve the problems in front of us in our lives you know whether it's you know business and just life whatever um it's like you know this is my ability to my abilities to think for myself and figure things out and which is very different than being like, I've learned, I have a ton of like information in my head. Um, and I think it's important to, to distinguish that because, and you know, not to get too derailed here, but like in our education system and just what we consider education in, in you know, modern America is mostly on focusing on how much, you know, like how much information you can retain in your head and which doesn't always you know pan out to positive results in in the world it doesn't really translate all that well and it's more of like thinking is like um it, it's more of, this is more of like like how to like how to think like more and more than like what to think mm. which is like, like to me for school that's the biggest issue it's like mm. school is like him telling you what to think, exactly. not teaching you how to think. Right. And what we want to like what we want to make sure is clear here is that we're talking about your ability to think and for yourself and independently and freely and solve problems. Absolutely. And, and we'll get into more of how that makes you feel in, in a few moments there. Uh, but I really like that. And I also want, wanted to hit on the emotional stuff too because I think for you know just as a listener thinking of like emotional IQ, like you could probably think of someone in your life that just like that you know you know you can turn to to talk to that can like understand you that knows what to say knows that, like, those people are usually you know they they have that high emotional IQ they can read you they understand what you're saying even if you don't necessarily can't put it into the best words cuz you know language emotional feelings translate into um actual you know verbal language doesn't always go that well yeah, it's a <laughs> so, there's a disconnect very, very much so um but when someone has an emotional IQ, a high emotional iq they can they can feel it before you even say it or just really get an idea of what you mean and then you know sort of receive it and give back and you know just kind of you know you just know right away as opposed to where um you know the opposite would be someone who's just kind of like stiff and rigid and like kind of cold and not really sure what to say and get like kind of clams up and tightens up so um I just wanted to like kind of share that example there for the listener if they weren't sure what you Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you uh, bringing that up because I'm also going to 
exp- uh, explain that better in the actual concepts of yin and yang. Um, so just like Brian said, is, is thinking is this, this action, right? The, it's the brain's action, okay? And when we, mm. and specifically yin versus yang, okay? Well, people think it's yang. It's not. You pronounce it yang, um, which I learned I day to, one, yes. day one in class. Uh, but anyway, so I, I just only yeah, recently yeah, yeah, have so um, yang and yin and yang are obviously these these equal in power opposites, right? So they're oppositional yet equal in power. And again, we can observe these all throughout nature. Um, obviously, the female and the male come together and they procreate. Um, you can observe the, I like to just observe the ocean, right? So an ocean wave crashes on the coast, this expression, this action, and then it gets sucked back into the ocean, this re, this reception, this receiving, this res- restoration, right? And you could just sit in the ocean and just stare and stare and stare. And it's that is the most beautiful expression of yin and yang, yin and yang, balancing, right? It's this action. It's this constant rhythm, right? So when we talk about thinking and feeling, the, the perfect analogy there and how you can actually understand this in the concept of yin and yang is yang is this expressive and expansion and this expression of potential. So this action, okay? So physical, anything we're doing physically, we are expressing our movement potential. Um, anything we're doing uh, mentally, we're expressing our mental potential through, through, again, through thinking as an action. Yin on the other side is this more receptive, nourishing action, and it's multiplying our potential. You know, so when mm. we feel, you know, just like Brian said, who's somebody who's very emotionally uh, intelligent, they are receiving your emotion, whether mm. it's being disgruntled or or very happy even, and you just want to run over and give somebody a hug, and you want to hug that person, that person is receiving that emotion that you're giving. Mm. So somebody who is, who can feel emotions very well, better than most their their yin function directly compared to thinking they can feel and they can receive and they're more sensitive to the reception of the emotion than most which is why you want to run over and give them a hug or when you're very upset you want to run and you know cry on their shoulder however you want to look at it they have a just a higher ability to receive Mm -hmm. so yin versus yang yin is this more receptive this more nourishing again this multiplication coming together yang is this more expressive expansion and this division and uh just expressing our potential so i'm glad you brought that up because i want to really uh make sure people understand that you know when we think it's an action but when we feel it's a reception Mm. it's this it's this integration into our self into our field specifically specifically when we talk about emotions um and that's why physical and mental are on the yang side of this diagram here and emotional and spiritual are on the yin side Mm. because they are more feminine. They are more receptive. They are more nourishing and they're multiplying our power potential. Physical and mental are these expressive, these more masculine, uh, expansive Mm -hmm. and expressions of our physical and and mental and power potential. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, that's huge. And yeah, and for those that are, you know, when you're looking at the, the graphic, you'll see the kind of wave, and the yang side with the physical, mental, and the yin side with the uh, emotional and spiritual, and just like Matt, uh, you know, mentioned right there at the end, the yin is more associated with the the the, the feminine, yes. feminine energy, and the yang is more associated with the masculine energy. I think it's important to note, um, depending on you know the listener, what kind of experience you've had with this this topic in the past. 
um, you know, feminine and masculine doesn't mean necessarily female and male, right? Like straight up like that. Um, we both both have expressions of both, right? And you know, this is something I've I, I would still consider myself relatively new to this understanding, uh, you know, and learning a lot more. And I've, that learning has been accelerated a lot in the last year, I'd say, uh, on this kind of the these different types of energies. Um, but, you know, as a male, it's not like we want, like, we still want balance, right? Mm. We don't want to be yonged out all exactly. the time, you know, like, and this is like, for me, I, I always come back to like, in my 20s, I was like a young junkie. Totally, you know I mean? bro, totally. Like <laughs> slamming barbells, totally competing, it. win, win, yes. win, you know, like, and once I, well, once I really kind of started to crash and burn from that, because you can't keep that up. Nope. I kind of flipped the switch pretty hardcore. Like I went like, whew, like the pendulum swung pretty hard the other way because, well, first of all, my body was beat to crap, so I needed to rest, right? And I like how you talked about um, how uh, the yin is more of like, um, uh, like uh, shoot, multiply, right? Yes. So we express yes. our power and then we have to like rest and multiply. Yes. And um, I didn't, really know at the time that that's what I was doing, but it just, my body naturally started to yearn more for these, these nourishing movements, these kind of like down tempo stuff, like, like t uh, taking care of my body a little bit more as opposed to like going out and trying to use it all the time. Right. And, um, so like that kind of rest, digest stuff and, and whatnot. Like, again, I didn't really understand the concepts as well uh, when they first started this, but now that I, I know, it's easier to sort of access the different states and, and just be conscious of where I'm, where I am, of what I'm doing right now, what kind of, what side of the line I'm on and then how to sort of, you know, counteract it with other activities um, that would balance me out. That's a huge point. And I'd want to elaborate that on uh, as well, because again, males in their twenties, <laughs> you know, we're young, we're freaking full of it, you know, mm -hmm. like we're, you know anybody in this field like me is especially like from my background sports and strength conditioning like living in it and i mean not to say that it was bad it's it's a rush right but it doesn't last mm -hmm. and you either get banged up you get hurt you get worn out you get burnt out because you cannot rely on yang forever mm -hmm. you have to you know turn back into yin and multiply your power potential and nourish and receive and restore and it's either, you know, Paul Check talks about pain is the greatest teacher, right? It's going to force you to make a physical or mental, emotional, spiritual change in your lifestyle that brings you back to balance, right? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about males and females and yin and yang, you know, as a male, you have yin in you. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, just because you're a male doesn't necessarily mean you don't have any functions of yin in you or that you don't need it. You probably need it more than you think. And, you know, females especially you know, young, they think like this toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bunch of bullshit really because it's balance is what is our highest human physical expression. So there's certain things that, you know, obviously there men may be expressing in certain ways different than others, right? Some guys love the gym. Some guys love to, you know, paint. It's, it's, but it's still an action. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And females, they are more, um, they're, their ability in yin things are obviously better than, than most males just because mm -hmm. that's what they are. They're females, they're nourishing, yep. they're receptive. Yep. You know, they are receiving the seed of a male holding a baby for nine months 
mm-hmm. and then they're birthing a human being. Like, think about that. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> so they're just better at it than us, and that's completely okay. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that, that we cannot live in one or the other for long, or mm-hmm. something is mm-hmm. going to go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You're either going to get hurt or you're going to get depressed or whatever it is because, again, balance is the highest expression. So we have to understand where we are out of balance in certain regards where are we lacking in certain regards? Am I lacking any type of yin actions? Am I not resting enough? Am I not uh, doing some like low, you know, low grade movements, like some range of motion stuff and, you know, for hips and shoulders and, or am I, you know, expressing too much, right? So you have to really be highly aware of where you are on the spectrum and where are you lacking in one or the other. And then when you can shore those up from both sides, you're looking at a, a highly functioning human being. Yeah. Exactly. And the word you do when you said aware, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's comes down to awareness and you know, part of that awareness is just understanding this stuff. Yes, That's why exactly. we're having this conversation. Like, oh, okay, like hopefully as a listener, there's some things that are coming out today, like, oh, I never really understood that or I never really got like it makes sense, but I, you know, I never really had someone explain it to me, which is kind of the point of this of this episode. And then we have awareness, right? Then we can bring awareness to these things and start to understand them better. Um, so we can, you know, uh, just be wiser in mm. our decisions and our actions. So mm-hmm. um, awesome. So great. So we really, I'm glad we, we expanded on the, the yin and yang. Um, so we, we were talking about the different IQs, the four different IQs for each one. Physical is moving, mental is thinking, emotional is feeling, spiritual is intuiting. Um, and then you, we were starting to talk about the, the lifestyle, the four practices mm-hmm. that we um, teach here at 023 that we call them the foundational four, but these are our lifestyle practices so tell us a little bit about those yeah i'm 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 glad you talked about awareness because awareness is the prerequisite for change right Mm. so when we can expand our own awareness through ourselves or through some form of information it really sets the bar it clears the weeds and it allows us to understand and then we can actually change you know so when we when we bring more awareness into this concept of balance it'll it it's more easier to see how these functions are actually occurring in our life and then we again we can make the necessary changes to get back into this state of balance. So specifically when we talk about a foundational f- practice, you know, we're specifically talking about your lifestyle. So again, what we talk about a lot in the course are routines, practices, and habits specifically around movement, around mm-hmm. mindset, around food, and around sleep. And these fit again very nicely into this diagram as in each individual dimension or uh, level that we talked about physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So the physical uh, movement practice is going to, again, we want to be the the highest functioning, you know, body, the highest functioning physical body that we can through a balanced movement routine. Mm -hmm. So we're striving for balance in the level, like the physical level individually, and then as each level is balanced, it's balancing the whole. Mm-hmm. And that's an important concept too. So, you know, it, it's kind of like deeper, the deeper you get into it, the deeper it goes. Um, so yes, we're looking for balance. You, we, we want physical balance, just like we talked about yin and yang, right? So it, like, you know, you, you need to do something physically challenging, you know, a couple times a week. You also need something physically nourishing mm-hmm. a couple times a week, mm-hmm. right? So there's a balance there. And when you're doing that, again, in a way that is balanced, your body feels freaking awesome. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm. great. It can move. And it, it, you're, when we talk about like freedom, right? You have the ability to 
freely move and you have the ability to freely express whatever physically, yes. you know, whatever you want to do physically. Mm -hmm. You can still jump and land on the ground and not get hurt. You can still sprint and not pull a hamstring with your dog. You can roll on the ground with your kid and not, you know, hurt your shoulder. Like all these things that yeah. are physical potential. And if, if like someone's, you know, oh, we're going to go hiking on this mountain. Yeah, I can join. Exactly. Oh, we're going to go in the beach and swim. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like, exactly. Mountain bike, like you, you're not captive. You're not held captive by your body's inabilities. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we talk about in the course is that it's this purest expression of what we're physically capable of through a sound movement routine. Mm. And we talk a lot about that through the course and how, again, um, you know, if, if you're into fitness and coaching, you probably know. Um, but we do, again, we go deeper than most. And uh, again, we're just trying to heighten your awareness around certain concepts, specifically around movement. And, you know, then we, we move on to, well, it, hold on before you yeah, move yeah. on, I was just going to, sorry, throw in a note there. Like, um, and movement, a movement practice isn't just your gym routine. Right, it isn't just exactly. what happens in the gym. Exactly. In fact, you know, one of our kind of models you hear us say over and over is that, um, even, even the most steady gym routine doesn't, isn't the same thing as an active lifestyle. Mm. Um, so our movement practice is, it's all the movement we, we do throughout the day. And, and really the movement we don't do throughout the day is what needs to be examined, right? So it's like the positions that we're in, the repetitive daily motions that we do. Um, and then obviously the structured time for exercise and play and stuff is, is also obviously the, a big part of it, but it's not the only part of it. And um, that's, you know, that's why we use the word movement and not just exercise, mm, right? Yeah, it's not a, just the, the, it's not the hour in the gym. It's what we're doing all day, every day. Exactly. That's a huge point again, because, you know, we think that what we do in the gym is expressing our highest physical potential and it is, but it's not because again, when we, like an active lifestyle is more of a natural expression of the human experience. So, you know, we're not designed to go in the gym and and squat 300 and bench 300 the next day and then you know the other 23 hours of the day you're you know, who knows what you're doing right. it's more like this gradual expression it's this gradual like you know i i can move really well i can run really fast i can jump really high and and it's this nice balance so the what we do outside of the gym as far as specifically an active lifestyle should complement what we do in the gym mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. where we look when we talk about enrolling coaches in the course is we want to know your active lifestyle, what it looks like, but also your clientele. Mm -hmm. And when we can bring awareness to that, you're looking at, again, bringing the physical level, the physical experience back into balance. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And then so and then mental, the mental practice, uh, you know, the lifestyle practice of the mental um, body mm -hmm. is mindset. Right. So, um, again, this these four practices that we teach in the course, again, movement, mindset, uh, food and sleep. So when we talk about a mindset, this is a, a practice that you are dedicated to, to bettering yourself, to, to bettering your mental potential, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when if you think about mindset, what the word is, it's setting your mind, right? Mm. So you're setting your mind a certain way that is advantageous yes. to what you, what you want to do and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. I also like the word minding, right? So mm -hmm. when we talk about move versus moving and mind versus minding, it's the act of using your mind mm. in a certain way. Mm. So if we can understand, well, how am I using my mind today? You know, it allows you to, to use it how you want to use it. Yeah. And, you know, setting the parameters to use the mind in your favor from, you know, everything that we talk about in the course are these certain things that we can do from a standpoint of awareness, observation, but also, you know, intention, um, mantras, you know, these certain codes and ethos that we live by and, 
more importantly, this philosophy that we mm-hmm, talk about, mm-hmm. which is the root of it all, is like you need to believe and have a philosophical belief in a certain mindset for you that is going to serve you to get you to your highest potential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And within that practice, um, the, uh, so the, the little note I made here was, um, we're talking about like, so in the physical side, I didn't actually say this, but like we, we talk about it in the course, like, uh, a physically capable body, right. And like with a high physical IQ is, is a result of um, a high variety of physical challenges, high variety, right. Like, like all, a lot challenging in all different ways and also nourishing in all different ways as well. So like high variety, um, on the mental side, it's kind of the same thing, right? We want to experience and expose ourselves to a highest variety of mental challenges, meaning which is, it, it could be really difficult. It means like, you know, challenging your beliefs, your long held beliefs, mm. things that you've always just kind of written off as common sense or whatever that have, um, you know, it's like time to examine some of those things Absolutely. or it's things you've always done or just like, that's how I've always, I've always done it or that's how my family's always done it or that's how whatever's always the country world government. Like maybe that's not right. You know, or maybe it should be different. And like sh- that, that can be really tough and challenging, but the more we, sit with those thoughts, work through them, come up with explanations, defend whatever we believe, whatever, the sharper we get mm-hmm. and the more, the more, um, you know, the, the sharper we get, the more, um, you know, competent we feel, which we're going to get to in a second in a little bit, but like the more capable and a bit yeah, and able. Right? Exactly. And, uh, also like adaptive, I would also yes, add that like yes. mentally adaptive and, you know, specifically when we talk about mindset, and in, in respect to yin and yang, right, when we talk about physical potential, it's this movement and it's this restoration. Well, our mind n- needs the same, right? So when we're going, we're going, we're thinking, we're doing all these things, and our mind ne- never has the chance to just unplug and mm-hmm. stop thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where, you know, when you talk about, like, try, you, you, you struggle to fall asleep at night because your mind's never stopped. Yes. So you need a balance between variety, activity, you know, and being mindful, right? Full mind. And also this empty mind, this no mind, mm. this where it's completely empty. And then next thing you know, you have all these ideas coming in. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's because you just went from yin to yang, or yang to yin. Your mind mm. went from active, active, active to empty, empty, and now receptive. And now you can, again, ideas, wherever the hell they come from, they are entering your mind because you just entered this more, uh, less mindful and more empty-minded. Dude, that was huge for me because it, you just helped me understand something that I've been working through much better. I was talking to, um, I forget who it was actually, I think it was Josh, who was one of one of my teachers about and about meditation. He's someone who helps me with that a lot. A lot. And um, I was just explaining to him that like, um, so I consider my, I consider myself like a thinker. Like I'm 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 never just kind of like mind. I don't do anything that's mindless. Everything has intention. If I'm gonna watch something, listen to something, whatever, it's all intention. I don't have background, whatever. I'm I'm thinking. I'm like kind of in it all the time. But it can be exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. And when I go to, so so in my meditation practice, which I, you know, I'm very adamant about. Um, I I don't like I don't really prefer to do a lot of visual or guided things where like my brain has to like think about something. I like to just. I, I like to turn my brain off and let it just float and wander. Mm. And it's like, you just, like it just made sense to me. You told me like, I'm going from the yang to the yin. Absolutely. And and I know when I go home at night, so it's like, and I 
I come home through the door, give my wife and Renly, my baby, uh, a kiss, hug, say hello. And then I, she knows I just go for five minutes and, and ground. And it's, it's, it's for me, it's switching over, right? That mind, it's a state change. And I'm switching from like that kind of more sympathetic go, go, go to power something. And I know I need to do this or else I, I can't quite unwind all the way. Um, and when I, I, I can literally feel the, my mind let go and go from the active thinking, figuring it out, making a decision, solving a problem to just w- float and wander. And the wandering is usually actually when I end up solving more there problems you anyway. That's it, exactly. You know, like oh, things will just hit me. And even mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about la- the things that were going through my head last night of like, just seem like duh like i've yep. been working all day to try to figure this out and then go home and turn my mind off and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> and it hits me um or it's just like duh like it just makes sense right. all of a sudden so i'm really glad that you explained it that way because it, it helped me well that's that's better. why meditation friggin' works mm-hmm. at in 2020 and even now that meditation is such a uh, it's booming right holistic health is booming meditation's booming why is meditation booming it's because we're full our minds are full 24 mm-hmm. 7 and when you can give it the opposite it is like you said a profound experience where what you're seeking actually comes to you because your mind is now empty mm-hmm. and all these solutions and ideas can now enter because you're no longer active you're more receptive, receptive. you're that, allowing exactly you're and that's allowing. why meditation is so powerful and that's why it's so effective right now in the current paradigm that we live in is because we're not balancing our thinking action 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 with more receptive and more receiving yes. and more nourishing right right exactly and, and allowing we talk about this in the course i won't go too far but like in so many ways in our life we're just not allowing right. our body to do the things it wants to do like we're getting in the way mm-hmm. um this is an, a perfect example of that and that's why and when you brought the example of your mind racing at night i mean that's something everybody deals with to some extent but yeah your mind's like well, i can't shut off right now i got to deal with all the shit you've been pumping through me all day like i got to sort some things out i got like the, you never gave me a chance exactly and now is my my only chance right. you know so um you know it's like that's i mean that's an that's a a, 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 a symptom a signal from the body which we talk about other times that you got to make a change exactly. something's got to change but yeah um, cool. So let's um, let's flip over now to the other side of the line, to yep. the inside, into the emotional practice. Yeah. So in the emotional dimension, emotional level, our foundational for practice is eating. All right. And specifically, you know what a food routine looks like. And this one took me a while to understand. Right. So actually, when we talk about uh, this I, whole idea, like being tangled, mm-hmm. you know, from myself and Brian, is like. I ju- we just knew we could understand this more and more and more, and we had to sort it out in a way that makes sense. Um, and this one, it took me a while to understand for myself, but it finally, again, like hit me in this way that the act of eating is, and anything like specifically around food, is an act of reception. You're taking something from the external environment, you're putting it in your mouth and into your body. Mm-hmm. It's this act of receiving you know, energy, information, whatever it is. So it fits obviously on the inside, mm-hmm. but wha- what makes it emotional is again, it's, it's this feeling action specifically around like our gut. When we talk about a gut feeling, mm-hmm. it, it's stemming from the gut. So anything that is, when we talk about food, we're taking and receiving energy and information into our gut. Yes. And food fits in perfectly as a foundational practice that a coach could then hopefully change for a client and make a dramatic impact a on their just 
you know, physical composition and, and yada, 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 but also their now emotional connection to what they eat yes. and this act of being gracious, uh, this act of being receptive and their whole process of eating completely changes, which, which what we talk about in the course all the time is mm-hmm. not only what you eat, but what does the process look like mm-hmm. of eating? Mm-hmm. Are you practicing this, this act of just gratefulness? Are you sitting down? Are you chewing? Is it, is it, you're, are, are you in between, are you there? Right. Are you even, are you in between back squat sets and you're shoving a banana in your mouth, <laughs> a banana and peanut butter, and then you're going on and coaching another group, which I used to do all the time. Yeah, right? So it's like that, that was my environment. Yeah. So I had zero emotional connection to the process of food yes. and to the process of eating and to the process of nourishment. Yes. So, which is why it, it fits here is because eating is an emotional experience yes. and it's an act of receptive, uh, it, it's a receptive action. And it's this nourishing, nourishing, nourishing action, and it's multiplying our power potential. Mm. You know, we take macronutrients in, and now all of a sudden we have fuel. We just yes. multiplied our physical potential because of this, you know, whatever we put in our mouth. So it's this, it's literally this multiplication of what we're capable of. Yes, exactly. And right there, you know, the word right on the board, you know, nourishing, right? Like it's nourishment. This is the ultimate nourishment. Um, and yeah, I'm, uh, it's awesome to see you come around on this and not only come around, I mean, just like you got it, right. Yeah. And like, this is cause this is something that took me a while to really, like, I, I think I kind of sort of presented this kind of idea to you a little bit. Right. But it was still to me, like, I don't, you know, a few years ago, I didn't, I couldn't explain it as well, but like, I just could feel it. Right? Exactly. You know? right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of different ways I can go with it, but the, um, you know, I, you know, I did this, I did a fast a few years ago, as you know, I won't go into it right now, but like we mentioned it, but it changed, it, it made me literally understand the diff. like it, I literally felt the differences with different foods in my body and with no foods in my body and all this stuff and like, um, how it changed me emotionally and how the types of food I was eating were affecting my abilities to be compassionate and empathetic and patient and c- just kind and caring and like loving. Right. Um, I am more so much more of all of those things I just mentioned um, than I was five six years ago, and very a, a lot of it has to do with the food I eat, mm. and um, and and I think most of it that change hasn't just started with radical changes in the food that I eat, mm. and just the amount, the type, you know, like I keep I, I respect the gut as far as like I don't stress it out as much by just overloading it all the time. I just I give it food that it 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 receives well and is nourishing. Um, But then you mentioned energy and information, right? It's, it's energizing the body, but it's also information. We talk about this a lot in the course. Uh, I'll keep it very brief, but like the body's learning from everything you, everything you give it. And it's always, this is a really key concept is that the body is always assumes that believes that you're giving it the best possible option that you have. Like you're doing what's, what's best. So, um, if you are filling it with crap, you know, just toxic process, whatever the body thinks like, this is the, my best options. This is what's available in this environment that I'm in. Right. It's learning. And so it can adapt. And if they, if the body thinks that this is the best stuff that's available, it's going to adapt to that. And it's going to adapt to that by going to the survival scarcity mode. Like there obviously must not be, you know, there must be some sort of famine or whatever, or starvation. Like, and that the emotional feelings attached with scarcity and, and and survival are very are the opposite of what we want in abundance right mm. abundant love like love and abundance mm. is 
go hand in hand where um scarcity and fear mm. go hand in hand right and Huge. love and fear are you know are the, the opposition mm. and when we f- when we're our bodies getting the sensations that we're not properly nourished. We don't have what we need, and we're in that scarcity mode. We're afraid, absolutely, we're fear, and we're m- moving through our life from a state of fear. Exactly, and that's you, you couldn't really w- move be moving through life from a worse spot, a worse <laughs> emotion, a worse emotion. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's this kind of short version of of that. Yeah, I also want to just expand a little bit on like fasting, right? Yes. So fasting is huge. Um, it's and it's beneficial, and just like you said, you did a thirty day fast, um, and think about this think about eating right it's the act of yin we're nourishing but what is what's the gap in between what you just ate and your next meal you know you're you're mm. not eating mm. mm-hmm. so you're and but if you're going to extend that fast for 16 hours 24 hours a three-day fast you're expressing your potential to go without food which mm. is yang mm. right yang mm. is expressing power potential so the reason why fasting works, you could go all the biochemical, neurological, all that, or you could just understand it from this. Yin, receive, yang, express. And what you're doing when you fast is you're expressing your potential to go without food, yes. which is longer than you think. Yeah. And that's why fasting helps reset your nervous system, reset your digestive system, change your emotional state like you just said. Right. Um, you know, Maybe shed some pounds that you were getting ready for the holidays. Whatever you want to think about it, it's... It's this balancing act. And, and again, we always talk about going back to balancing. This is how nature operates. Yes. Fasting is the expression of what you're capable of without eating. Yes. That was the, if you didn't say that, that was the first thing I was going to say. That's, that's it. That's huge. Yes. And, I, and you just mean like that brought that realization to me. I never thought of it that way. Um, but as you were saying it, I'm like, yes. You're, it's, and, and those capabilities of the body the things that we are, the, those capabilities are just absolutely, they're beyond like comprehension, exactly. like human comprehension. But you're right, it's an expression of, of how powerful we really exactly. are as a, as a healing machine yes. and, a, and a, uh, just... Ex- an adaptable uh, yes. freaking force of nature. Exactly. Right. Awesome. I'm so glad you hit that. That's, yeah. that's huge. Um, cool. So, yeah, obviously, listeners, you know, anyone listening can realize like this, con- that, this specific, t- I mean, all of this, but this one can really run deep. Yeah. So we'll kind of leave it there for now. Um, as, emo- you know, thinking of food as an emotional practice, and we're going to move over to the spiritual side. Right. So now our foundational practice in the spiritual dimension is sleep. And, you know, don't, don't shy away from the word spiritual. I want you to be, mm-hmm. again, very receptive. Um, but it's very easy to, to relate to this by, you know, dreaming, okay, or just s- sleeping. We are in this very unconscious state, right? You, you mm-hmm. just, you're, you're drifting off into however you want to look at it, some other dimension, right? And when we dream, you know, you could make the argument that your spiritual being exits your body, you'll fly around the planet, and then you come back. <laughs> or you could just, you know, understand that, Sleeping and spirituality is linked because, A, it's on this yin side, right? And we're resting. Mm -hmm. So what is the opposite of moving? It's resting. What is the opposite of yang? It's yin. So moving and resting are this polar opposite relationship. And again, we have to have balance between. So... And this is about this is sorry to cut you off, but like this is the polarity of resting. Like Ex- you can't really rest more than Ex- sleep. Exactly, right? it's you know the I mean? most restful thing we do yes. is sleep, yes. right? And um, you know, I've met very few people who have a very 
powerful and sound sleep routine. It's very rare mm-hmm. to walk, do, do us a favor, just walk into wherever you work and ask, you know, five people, how do you sleep? Some people are probably going to say, ah, you know, kind of good, but, you know, some days not that good, whatever, mm-hmm. and whatever's going on. So, you know, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but are we lacking a spiritual connection to it? Mm-hmm. Are we lacking a spiritual connection to ourselves? Are, but in realistically, you know, let's just set the table as this. We just don't understand our body and how sleep should be designed Mm -hmm. and sleep should Mm -hmm. be intentional. Sleep should be brought to the forefront of the conversation when we talk about rest and when we talk about repair and when we talk about what we're physically capable of, the exact polar opposite is, well, how well do you rest? How well do you repair? And, And can you sleep throughout the night? Can you fall asleep fairly quickly? And how do you feel when you wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And all those three indicators would show as a coach, an O two three coach working with a client, you know, and we speak about this, you're looking at these three factors and that's a pretty good assessment as to what this person's sleep routine look like. But more importantly, how are they recovering from what they do in the gym? Mm-hmm. Are they taking, are they ready to prepare and adapt? And you know, our, our body physiologically adapts and repairs in this state you know, and if we're constantly drained or not in in a in a in the most optimal way repairing ourselves, we're just gonna burn out and get hurt and just like we talked about in our twenties, you know, these things don't it's not like you're gonna get hit by a bus, but these things creep and creep and creep yes. and next thing you know the, the thing breaks and, and then you're struggling. Right, exactly. Um and I think because it's so it creeps so much it's like the boiling frog analogy, you know. Um, we, like, you, again, you say you walk in the room, you ask people how they sleep, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's okay, whatever. But, like, an hour after they wake up, they've sort of, like, forgotten about it, right? So, like, it doesn't, it's not like this thing, like, oh, I need to solve this problem, right? It's just like, yeah, whatever. We, like, we don't really respect it. Like, we don't respect, like, what you just said and how you just explained it as this this ultimate, you know, the polarity, the ultimate um uh, um, resting, right, and repair, regrowth, rejuvenation, like all of this comes from there, and it comes down to respect and honoring. It's an you know, we have to honor the, the, the sanctity of sleep. Um, I, you know, when I think about sleep from a spiritual standpoint as well, I like to think about the the idea. So, with you know most of the things we've talked about so far, we're actively. Like we're kind of in control, right? Where it's like we get to decide the foods that we eat and the things that we do and all this stuff. When it comes to sleep, we don't like, I mean, we get to decide when we go to bed and all these things, but we don't decide the circadian rhythms, Mm. right? We don't decide when Mm. the sun's going to come up and go down. Like all we can do is adapt, is really surrender to it, right? And there's, you know, there's a deep link in between spirituality and surrender, right? And just these are the, these are the powers above us that we can't control, mm-hmm. right? These, these, especially with the sun, this, this thing that provides life and light and energy for everything on this planet. And this is the schedule that it's on. We can't can change, we can, we can't can change it. We have to respect it. We mm-hmm. have to adapt to it. We have to honor it. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, we're honoring ourselves and our, and our, our, our being. Mm. You um, could also, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. like any type of religion prior to a couple thousand years ago, they worshiped the sun. The sun. They exactly. worshiped it. Right. So as, as a spiritual practice, they worshipped the, the 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 thing behind it all, controlling our circadian rhythm is the is the sun and the moon, right? And they had a deep spiritual connection to this. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we talk about sleep as a spiritual practice, you know, we there's many spiritual practices, but in regards to sleep, it's like the ultimate 
plug back into the grand rhythm, yes. into the into the grand scheme, into this this balancing act. Yes. And when we can really prioritize it in a way that strikes deep into our essence and our being, and we respect it and we make it sacred, like we talk about in the course, next thing you know, you're sleeping better. Next thing you know, you're waking up with more energy. Next thing you know, your body feels better. So it's this ripple effect, this downstream effect that we always talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also, you know, I, when I think about, when we think about sleep, like everybody enjoys sleeping right like you're literally in this state of like bliss yeah right it's like it's like you get to like you said almost enter leave the physical realm for a bit and and, and go to the other side and, and experience that you know we there could be ups and downs to it like you know there's nightmares and things like that but like generally speaking if you're sound asleep there's like not a lot much better feeling than that and like if you wake up what do you want to do you want to just go right back to sleep right so it's like um, because the body, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's an, um, like an elevated experience for the body mm. and we have to adapt. We have to adapt our lifestyles and our sleep schedules and our ways of living to respect it. And, and, and the last point is like, cause I want to hit this too, but spirituality, um, like you said, um, don't be afraid of that word. It doesn't have to be linked to any certain religion or whatever. Um, but when it, when it comes to spirituality, uh, we it's, a lot of it has to do with care and respect for ourselves, right? Like I like when I don't, if somebody doesn't care, hmm. like if I if I know my sleep is shit, but I don't care, I'm going to bed at one o'clock and watching YouTube marathons and just living on coffee all day and like whatever. That's just what I do. There's a there's a lack of care there. That means there's some kind of spiritual emptiness, hmm. right? Like they know this is bad for them. They know they're not recharging. They know they're not getting. They're they're kind of, um, um, uh, sorry, like um, c- consciously disrespecting their body, mm. consciously disrespecting. So something's missing. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like missing. Uh, yeah. Also, like you, t- you said, spiritual emptiness. I'd also say like spiritual disconnection. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 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 And the funny thing is, more sleep would help this connection. Right. Absolutely. It would help them just start to feel better, have more energy, to yeah. start wanting to do some of the other things. So. And it, sleep is linked with, you know, just overall energies. And when we have low energy, we that's a depressive state to be in. We yeah. don't care. We feel like, blah. Mm. We don't feel like eating the good food. We'd rather just eat bagels and donuts in the morning because we're just like, who, who gives a shit? Mm. You know, like, we're not a lot. We're not thriving. We're not vibrant. We're not alive. So, um, so anyway, that's, you know, again, you mentioned sleep and spirituality. It might seem like a not a, the thing you would normally link in your mind. But hopefully after these last couple of minutes. People yeah, and sleep is like it. that linchpin that brings it all together. Absolutely. And when we talk about energy and, and what we want to do during the day, you know, we want to get shit done and, and express and, and handle stuff. You need energy to do so. Mm-hmm. And sleep is the most yin thing that we can do to restore that and refill our batteries. So when we do wake up, we do have this fully charged being that can then operate well, yeah, exactly. at a high potential. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Great. I'm glad we, we covered that in depth. Um, cool. So I think the last kind of part that we're going to go around for, so we covered the four IQs, the four lifestyle practices, and then um, you have these awesome um, anchors, these uh, psychosocial anchors that we're going to hit next. So let's uh, let's start with the physical again yeah. and explain, uh, talk us through it. Yeah, so we got this idea through Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I think this is awesome to bring to the conversation. Um a, because it fits in our course and when we talk about using nature and, and more ancient principles to understand our, our self but also our place, 
um, when you when you actually do a little homework and you look into Maslow and how he came up with these these hierarchy of needs, he spent time with the Blackfeet Nation as a Native Amer- American tribe mm. in Montana for a couple months even, and he was able to observe how the tribe operates. And then he saw, all right, these are these dynamics and these needs are being met on a tribal level, and they need to be successfully in succession met to reach your highest creative potential. Mm. And he observed mm. this and he put together his hierarchy of needs as a pyramid and at, at each level needs to be met. And when we talk about an anchor in our, in our course, in the physical level, you need to meet this need of feeling safe or being safe physically. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. so as an anchor here in the physical dimension, we talk about I am safe, right? Mm-hmm. I am physically safe, there's no danger immediately around me, okay? And that is gonna allow your nervous system to enter a, a more parasympathetic state. And again, now you now you, the only things we can do well in a sympathetic state are run fast, stress. It's like yeah. it, it, you don't want to live there. No. You want to you want to go there a little bit when you when you got to use it, but you don't want to live there, no. right? So you need this parasympathetic state to to do like normal stuff, right? So feeling safe is going to put you in a mm-hmm. physical condition that is conducive to reality. Yes. Okay? So safety is going to meet this need in the physical level, which is why we put it here. And Maslow had that at the bottom of the pyramid, physiological needs, you know, food, water, shelter, et cetera, right? And not being in danger. When that need is met, and only when it's met, then you can move forward up the pyramid, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the next dimension or the next level, as, as far as our mental capacity, we want to now assume the role of that I am competent, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. So again, you alluded to it uh, you know, earlier in the presentation, but competent is not necessarily the desire to fill my mind with more information. Yeah. It's that my mind has enough already, and I am confident and competent in this ability to perform and execute whatever is in front of me mm-hmm, mentally, yes. right? So again, when we talk about entrepreneurship, um, you know, anything you can attribute this to this mental capacity to use your mind right and you have to have this need met to do so you have to have this confident ability that you are competent right Mm -hmm. you have enough and you're confident in this ability to again to do what you're 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 desiring to do yeah exactly um and yeah i'll actually hit that point first and i want to make a note on the physical stuff too but um that i am competent is Again, it's just like you said, it's not about how much you know. It's that you feel that you can move through your day and your life. And when problems, you run into problems and things are, challenges are presented and differences of opinions or whatever, you feel like you can navigate and express and learn and all of these things. And, um, you know, when it comes to mindset, we, like our mind is our, our greatest ally or, or our worst enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why the mindset practice is so mm-hmm. important that we're practice, literally practicing exactly. thinking these ways and, and building competency. And I think, you know, we, we mentioned this a few weeks ago and I was saying, like, I just think that like arguably I haven't like really thought about it that hard, but like arguably the most beneficial thing you could ever do for a person is help them kind of cross that line from their mind being and an, an, an obstacle to their mind being a weapon or an ally, right? Where they, instead of moving through their day, like, oh, I don't really know. I kind of timid. I'm kind of shy. I'm kind of afraid. Like I'm, I'm, I always assume something's not going to work. I just, blah, 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 which, you know, crosses into emotional other sides too. But like to like 
I can, I can do this. I'm capable. I'm confident. I'm, I'm, I'm wise. I'm resilient. I'm, you know, a creative, like to have, when you can cross someone over that line, their entire life changes. Absolutely. Every aspect, every part of every aspect of their life will change. And it takes practice. Absolutely. It takes work. But, uh, and not to keep dishing on school every time the mental <laughs> side comes up, but like a big issue with modern education is that whatever, a large majority of the kids gra- you know, graduating high school don't feel competent. All they've learned, what, what did you, they just have learned that they're not smart according to like the way it's set up in mm. the test. Like, like, you know, they, there's people leaving there. They're just like, yeah, like I'm just like, I'm, you know, I got D's, C's or maybe failed or whatever. I'm not really very smart. And as they move through their life, they're not going to feel competent and they're going to take whatever job they can get. And they're going to just kind of bow down to anybody else who seems like either has letters next to their name or has any kind of position of power and that, you know, they can be sort of really easily manipulated. They're not in control, right? They're not in control of their own life. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, and then same thing with the, just to hit on the physical stuff with the, I am safe, right? Like when the body doesn't feel safe, if something hurts, is there pain or breakdown of some sort in that, that, you know, nervous system, we feel unsafe and we, and we start to lock up, mm. right? We lock up, we protect and mm. it's protection, um, instinctually protect. And when we feel like we have to protect, we're protecting because we don't feel safe. Mm. Like we're not safe. We're, we're not capable. And the body starts to shut down and it wants to move less. Mm. You know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll come inward and there will be tension and it will move less and less and less over time. This is why injuries lead to just the, the movement practice in the, in the lifestyle start to slowly decay because of injuries. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, the person doesn't feel safe. They don't feel, again, still kind of competent as well and capable right. and able. Right. Um, and they start to feel captive and, and bound and not free. Right. So just want to hit on those two yeah. points quick. Yeah. And again, like it's, it's a succession, right? So if I don't feel safe, I can't think. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to meet this need first. It's the yes. bottom of the pyramid. This physical safety, as their danger around me, perceived or unperceived, consciously or unconsciously, and you know our subconscious is sensing everything going on in our body, yeah. everything. So we may have, you know, a little pain in the right knee that may not hurt us right now, but our, your subconscious knows exactly what the hell that exactly. feels like, yep. and it's there. And you know, it in in a deeper way, the body, but also our environment. So like. And, and if we're not safe or we don't feel safe, we cannot think. So it, it's a succession. These have to be met. We have to feel safe. Or then I can go into this thinking mode. Now I can use my mental capacity. Now I can create. Now I can be competent. Now I can solve problems. Uh, so this, that's a crucial point to hit is like th- they're doors, right? We, we enter this door, the physical domain. We feel safe. Okay, now I can open the door to the mental domain. Yeah. And then I can use my mind, like you said, as a weapon, yeah. right? And, you know, that takes practice like we talk about, but it's, it's, the mind is such a potent thing that if we can harness it and we can use it in our, in, in how we, it serves us, we can create and we can really, really make change. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that analogy, the doors going mm. through, the way they build on each other, that really paints an awesome picture. Um, let's kind of swing over to the other side now into the inside with the emotional. Yeah. So our anchor in the emotional domain is, is this. I am loved, right? And obviously, when we we talk about fear and love, are these mo- the most powerful emotions? The most positive and the most infectious and the most empowering of these is this sense and this pure love, right? This mm-hmm. energetic exchange, this this platform that we can stand on and feel. That is a 
powerful, powerful emotional feeling that is a need. It is a physiological, psycho-emotional, necessary thing that has to be met in our day-to-day life. Yes. And we have to check that box. We have to either practice gratefulness and say, like, who loves me today? Who's loved me before in my life? Oh, you know, my wife does, my family. All right, I feel loved today. Now we can move forward. And if we're not consciously aware of this and we're, or, or we're not if we're not practicing this in a way that we're realizing that we are loved by people, right? And mm-hmm. we have to reconnect with them and with this feeling of being loved because again, it's a psychosocial need. It's a, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a need. It's, it's a, you need it in your life. You need to feel love and you need to express, express and love. give love. Exactly. You have, it's literally a part of our DNA. Yeah. I would argue, not to cut you off, but I would argue that it's like if you whittle it all down and shake it all away, it is the, only need yeah. like it's the ultimate need yes. right like ultimate. we need to be able to f- give and receive love like that's what you know ultimate. when you really yeah. want to go deep with stuff like everything we do in our life is an action that's getting us closer to be able to be either loved more or give love more or accept whatever but like we we may mistake it for things like acceptance and whatever but um really it comes down to like we want to be loved yeah we need and to be loved. I, I like the perfect word you say is ultimate right it's this it, it's oh it's un, it, we can't choose the right words to to, no. to describe <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's you know emotions go beyond language right mm-hmm. and we talked about this just before we hit record it's like this this energetic exchange and transfer of just positive raw power mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you can't i just tried to describe it in words but it's probably not yeah, accurate right. <laughs> So it's this feeling, like, again, when we talk about uh, emotional IQ, is this sense and this feeling of emotion and translations, that's the most powerful one, is love, pure love. And we have to, again, check this box and move forward. And again, it has to be balancing in a way and a need that has to be met in order for us to reach our purest and highest potential. Um, you know, again, love love is there, man. And, and, and this polar opposite is fear. And again, yes. a lot of people are living in this fear-based mindset and and or just fear in their life and they're really disconnecting themselves from other people and not allowing themselves to feel and receive love mm-hmm. and also give and and pro, uh, project right. love right and disconnected from uh, from themselves also yes. right so we're in just we're just not feeling in general mm. if we're not if we're not in touch with our emotions and understanding and really understanding like why i get lose patience or why i feel irritated or like if we have no concept of any of that we're never going to even get to the point of like really understanding love and what we really love and who really loves us and, and all those things it's just going to be buried too deep but yeah um and just to hit like not to go back but like the food stuff is big there. Like when oh it's, yeah when it's to- when we're overloading with toxicity we can't we have no f- grasp on what we really feel like do I feel uh, upset with somebody or did I just eat a bunch of shitty food and my gut is now, like, it's just, exp- what's going on in my gut is being expressed as um, impatience or, you know, I'm snapping at somebody or whatever. Like, we're just like, out of, we have no control. We're just like a, a mess, really. Mm. So, um, I also want to just expand too, like, what do you, think about the environment that you eat in. You share food with loved ones, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. eat, you're yeah, sitting right. in a family setting or, you know, whoever, and like you break bread, that can, that tradition of breaking bread or even in a tribal setting is like this sacred time to eat and receive. You're most likely surrounding your, by your loved yes. ones. Yes, right. Awesome. Great point. Very awesome point. Yeah. So if anybody was not sold on the emotional, uh, if food being an emotional thing, I think that <laughs> you know, they should be by now. Um, but yeah, so again, you know, love, I am loved. And then we're going to move to the spiritual side. Yep. Um, 
this is the purest expression, right? So when we talk about these levels, these levels that have to be met in order for us to succeed up the ladder or up the pyramid or into the next door, right? You know, after we feel loved, receiving and 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 producing and 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 uh, you know, receiving and giving love, we can then move into this next spiritual level, the spiritual dimension of being worthy of our deepest dreams, goals, and objectives. Yes. That is huge. And it, it doesn't come from any other place other than your spirit. Yes. And we talk about that in, the, in this course in week six. You know, when we go into you, we literally go into you and we want you to go into you and really peel back the layers. And we want to know what you are capable of and what does it look like you operating at your highest potential. Mm. And then guess what? You have to, be worthy of that. You mm. have to understand that that you are worthy of that. And that's why this anchor is so potent and powerful in this spiritual domain is that y- there's one thing to say it and define it and put it on a document and send it to us, but do you believe it? Right. Do are do you think that you are worthy of this? Right. And that's huge and critical and, and crucial is to again this anchor as this fortifying force to again anchor us but but to give us like a platform to move upward and evolve and express you know, we want to have this strong sense of feeling worthy that we are worthy of that. Yes, yes, thank you. That was very powerful, and it, it's true. And and so many, I think, just of us walking around. You know, I'm, I'm not going to exclude myself from this conversation. You know, this uh, example because I think we all, to some degree, um, walk around with these hopes and dreams and visions, but this doubt of you know, can we get there? Do we deserve it? You know, what like we we love to shame ourselves and like look at our mistakes and you know look what you've done. You, you know, you you're right where you deserve. Like, you're not really worthy of anything of this because of your your past, your whatever. And it's so so sad. Um, and I you know I like I said we all deal with it, and we battle with it, but it's like um, when we can accept that we are truly worthy of whatever we desire. When we, when we can link, when we can understand that whatever we desire, we deserve. Mm. It's the same mm. thing. Like if we desire it, we deserve it. Mm. Um, as long as you know if it's coming from the right place, if it's coming from a place of balance. Mm. You know, while we're on the topic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it's coming from a place of balance and not like, oh, I deserve, you know, whatever, like this yacht, like whatever, yeah, you know right. what I mean. Like if it's coming from the right place, if I deserve this, if excuse me, if I desire this, I deserve it, mm. and. Um, the you know there's so much to go into here um but you know so what i just i every morning when i meditate and every evening right before i i say just a quick um i guess it would be considered a prayer or a mantra or whatever to myself and it ends with um well it'd be hard to say the end because i'm not saying the whole thing but like um so basically i'm i'm accepting in this moment i'm accepting um the strength courage guidance and wisdom I'll just say what it is. So I, I, so first I start with, I, I say, you know, I, I believe in my body. I believe in my mind. I believe in my soul. It's a reminder every day that those things are something that, um, that I have ultimate faith in, in these things. I believe in my body. I believe in my mind. I believe in my soul. Um, I accept the strength, courage, guidance, and wisdom to be my truest, most authentic self, love and serve those who need me the most, and create the life that I desire and I deserve. Mm. And I like really pause on that and remind myself every day that 
I what I desire, I deserve, and I'm and I'm just accepting. And because we're on the spiritual side right now, we're talking about I'm accepting the strength, the courage, the guidance, and the wisdom. It's all provided for me. It's all within me and without. It's all around me. And it's all within me. I'm just I I just need to accept it. I don't I need to just get out of the way like we talked about it and accept it. And um, when I can do that, I can create. I can I know that I can create everything that I desire and I deserve. I'm through serving others, like I mentioned, but but it's a reminder to myself that I am like, and there's a you know certain visions that come into my mind when I'm thinking of the life that I desire and I deserve, and I in that moment remind myself that I am absolutely 100% worthy of this vision that I have for myself and my future and my family and my life, um, and but it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I have yeah, to, I'm practicing this. I do that twice a day minimum. Yes, and um you know it's it's still really hard <laughs> <laughs> it's that's why it's it's a journey right yes. it's, it's not a destination it's the process yes. and, and that's why we love what we do and i would just like to expand on what you the specific words that you chose you know strength courage uh guidance and wisdom right so if, if i'm looking at this right now and we didn't re- rehearse this strength physical courage goal emotional gut right right right, right, right. Um, so strength, courage coming from your gut and your yep. goal, um, guidance would be spiritual, yes. spiritual guidance and yes. wisdom in the mind. In the mind. So wow. when you can take wisdom and, and use wisdom mentally, then you can then go, right? Then you can, then it's much easier to navigate. Yes. Like w- wisdom is not necessarily something that you just acquire and it goes out the window. Yeah. You have to put it into your mind and apply it and understand right. it and understand how wisdom should be paramount over knowledge yes right so it's this function of the mind it's a mental thing yes um but then guidance is this spiritual compass yes right it comes from the heart it's this intuition that we all freaking came back to like the whole chorus is like there's something in there that is is intuiting and guiding you a specific direction yes so the all Mm -hmm. words that you just chose fit exactly that's funny i saw you going like this (laughs) looking at the board and i'm like what is he he thinking about that's awesome yeah that's really really awesome that's funny and so that little prayer is something i I have refined and and something i tried not to like think too much about i wanted to come from the heart but there's certain words in there that i have changed over time like accept mm, courage, right? Yeah. right? Uh, like that was a big one for me. And then create the life, yep. that, not, not just live, not just achieve, whatever. Like I'm actually in control and creating. Mm. And that's you know part of my mental mindset practice is that um, I create or allow everything in my life. Mm. I'm in full control. Um, so, um, so great. Yeah. So that that was a really great way to end it there. Um, and then you know the idea here, like just to wrap it all up, is like this you know well so sorry the point that you were saying like it's just a journey exactly, right like there's yeah. no end point like you're never like all right balanced right. Like, <laughs> yeah. feel good exactly. right it's just exactly. like you're constantly flowing ebbing and flowing in and out giving receiving yes. expressing receiving yes. and then you know the it's it, it's um it'll never end right but that's okay like that's what we want exactly. you know like that's where you f- the enjoyment comes from is right. that journey right. towards the, towards the chase yes. right it's an eternal quest mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a ch- you're chasing the limits really of yes. these different things yes and, you know we use the terms you know health wealth and happiness a lot like we're chasing the limits of health wealth and happiness through this right mm. through right. through achieving these um you know these these feelings in these certain domains mm. and breaking all the way down to our little bitty 
daily habits, right, and routines, practices, and intentions. So, um, I think we pretty much, you know, covered the, covered this pretty yeah, thoroughly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if there's anything you want to wrap. I up I would with just here wrap again. it up with like, so when we talk about like IQs, like kinesthetic IQ, mental IQ, emotional IQ, spiritual, and heart IQ, as these are operating at their highest potential individually, but balancing as a whole, or you would ar- argue that your capabilities are now balanced. As we move into practices, right? So movement, mindset, food, and sleep routines being, again, individually balanced, but balancing the whole, now your lifestyle is balanced. Right, right. As we talk about these anchors, okay, and again, you're practicing these individually, but they're balancing each other out in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual domains. Now you're psychologically and socially balanced. Your internal Mm -hmm. environment, your external environment Mm -hmm. is now operating in this ebb and flow, in this balancing act. So summing it all together you know, the physical, mental, and emotional domains are individually operating at their highest potential. But since they are operating in this yang and yin, we are achieving this state of harmonic and rhythm Mm -hmm. that is us. It's life. That's how life operates. Mm -hmm. Life is not in this stagnant, like, you know, thing. It's it's this dance. It's this yin, it's this yang, and it's this evolution, it's this generation, it's this song, it's this Mm -hmm. dance, it's this movement. It's It's flow. It's this this creation, it's this procreation. And that's nature, right? That You literally just sit and observe and take in everything about like just how nature operates and it's ever chasing, like when we talk about chasing or or a journey, it's just producing life and Mm. it's doing so in this way in this feminine, this masculine, and right. this balancing harmony, right? Yes. So all of these, everything that we just talked about, if we can really use this, we are truly achieving the state of harmony. Dude, yes, that was awesome, awesome. And like that word harmony, um, you know, like you said, like there's this this feeling of it, right, of this 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 rhythm, this, this beat, this life, this heartbeat almost to it, right? And it's just, it, it flows and, um, you know, universe means one song exactly right? yeah. and that's really what it comes down to these these frequencies vibrations these rhythms and um which maybe we'll even get into another, another show. time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's some more depth on that stuff because i have a lot of, you know i know you and i both have a lot to say about that but um awesome so i think this covers uh yeah. covers it pretty well for today so just a quick reminder uh we're gonna have a pdf available for the visual that goes with this for download um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have anything that, that really hit home or struck a chord or any light bulbs, ahas, share them with us. Uh, questions, obviously, share them with us. You can reach out to either Brian or Matt at o23coach.com. Um, those are our, our email addresses. And or obviously find us at uh, o23 underscore coaching underscore system on Instagram so we can uh, d- do some DMing there. Um, and then you can reach his personal Instagrams as well. Mine's at B Costello. Uh, yeah, at B Costello with four underscores. Four. So the uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. These are the four bodies. That's why there's four underscores there. A little note. I don't usually say that part, but I don't know that. it fits for today. And um, and then Matt is uh, at circadian underscore man correct yep that's yes. right awesome so hit us up let us know what you thought um i enjoyed this conversation a ton yeah I'm, this is awesome. we really dove into it um didn't over prepare and really just spoke from the heart and uh i hope this made a lot of sense to you guys let us know what you think and uh we'll see you in the next one peace, peace. there you have it folks Thanks for tuning in, and a special thanks to Matt Manns 
for sitting in on this conversation and dropping some serious knowledge. Uh, Matt is an absolute boss when it comes to the world of holistic living, intuitive living, and lifestyle optimization. And that is why he's the 023 master coach in the realm of 023 lifestyle optimization. Today's episode is brought to you by the 023 coaching and business systems. The 023 coaching and business system is a coaching certification coupled with an immersive business mentorship. In phase one of our program, we focus on holistic lifestyle optimization. This is where you would actually be working with Matt one-on-one each week as you move through the first eight weeks of our course, focusing on returning to balance like we talked about today and fully optimizing yourself in search for self-mastery. Then we move into phase two where you start to build your own signature coaching system where you can now take a client and guide them through the same structured, sequential, systematic flow of lifestyle optimization and fundamental life-changing transformation. Phase three is our immersive sales mentorship. This is where we help you take your system to the world, find the people who need you the most, and enroll them to take action and take back their lives and have radical life-changing transformation. In this portion of the program, we work on our marketing, our messaging, our sales process and flow, and we continue to work with you until you've recouped your investment on our program. That's our promise to you. If you're interested in applying for a position in the 023 Coaching Mentorship, if the conversation today is something that you are interested in learning more about, to helping clients with, and to taking your game to the next level, email me, brian at 023coach.com. I'll talk about how to get started right away.